Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd. Ali? I am Ali, your classic nerd. And I'm V, I'm your comic book nerd. All right, guys. So, I had the most painful experience of my life the other day. Um, I, it, it was literally the worst thing I've ever felt. I, uh, I went to bed on Monday night with, like, backache which is normal because I'm a fucking old man who's like joints hurt and shit. But um, I just thought nothing of it. I took some, some Advil and went back to bed. Woke up the next day feeling fine, went to work. And then all of a sudden I started getting this fucking shooting pain in like my right side, like right backside. Um, you old man. Yeah, I know, right? But I was like, okay, whatever. Like I'll just, you know, like I'll fight through this. It's nothing like too big. But then like, after four hours of trying to paddle through it, I, I the pain wasn't going away and it kept getting worse. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to urgent care. So I told my boss, like, hey, I'm leaving and going to urgent care. And like, okay. So I get there and I explain the pain to them. And like immediately the nurse goes, yeah, I think you have kidney stones. And like, Ooh, it's also, that's actually quite surprising because you're usually good with hydration. Yeah, man. I have, um, I have one of those hydro flasks. So, yeah. I drink at least 63 ounces of water a day, if not well, sometimes yeah, like you do. Like 80 ounces. When you show up to my place, you usually have like water and some type of juice or something. So you, you hydrate a lot and not just like fruit stuff. You also have water, a lot of water. Oh, so yeah, I'm quite yeah, surprised. I'm also surprised at V and I's restraint in not making gonorrhea or chlamydia jokes as you were telling this story. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, we've, we were we've matured. Of, we've matured. Yeah. STIs are no joking matter. No, they're not. Except if you have syphilis. Listen, asshole, I don't have any fucking STIs, all right? I've been checked for it. But no. Okay, so, so you, you went in there. Yeah, and then when she said kidney stones, right? Did you so, cry? No, I didn't cry at first. I started crying after. Anyways, <laughs> at first. <laughs> yeah. So I had to I had to take a, I had to pee in a cup, right? Yeah. So I pee in this cup and it's like the darkest piss I've ever had in my life. Oh, shit. Oh, jeez. That's it's a, a hell of a way to start the podcast, by the yeah, way. Yeah, and this is not the visuals we'd like to send, especially considering that our last visuals were bad. Like, God. Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, anyways, so I, I pee in a damn cup. I give it to her, right? And then uh, they're like, okay, we need you to go and do a CT scan. So they fucking sent me to another office mm. to do a CT scan. Waited there for fucking two hours to do the damn Why'd scan. Why would you wait two hours for a CT scan? Because they consider it a walk-in for whatever reason, right? Because Even though you're being referred? Yeah, I don't know why, but whatever. I went and did the scan. And have you guys ever done a CT or an MRI? Mm, I've done an MRI. I think I've done a CT also, actually. I've done yeah. They're super fucking claustrophobic because, like, you're Yeah, there. yeah. And you're in there for a little bit. Yeah, I was in there for, like, five minutes getting scanned and shit, like, which doesn't seem like a long time. but when No, you're it's a fucking, long time. Yeah, you're, like, in a metal tube. Like, just, uh, I was like, uh, I want to get out of here. But then, like, yeah, then the doctor calls me, and she's like, yeah, so, uh, Mr. Waziri, it's kidney stones. And then my mind kept going to that episode of Friends when uh, Joey got kidney stones, when they had the little Indian doctor, kidney stones, <laughs> or kidney stones, and that just kept playing in my head. Um, yeah, but then they gave me some fucking medicine to, like, open up my urinary tract, mm. and, then, and then all they gave me for fucking to pain open med- up your urinary tract. Yeah, so like, like makes me pee more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, These are, I'm, I really don't need this information because like I'm starting to get disturbing visuals. 
Okay. Well, yeah, like, like, Why would you bring this up? Yeah, like now I'm imagining the the egg from from Alien Ooh. opening up. Oh, look! I have <laughs> to fucking you, explain to our listeners. Well, because if I was, if I'm going to suffer from it, we're all going to suffer from it. Said, Whatever, oh. man. I'm a socialist. <laughs> Anyways, so like, I, I I peed it out, man. But peeing it out was like the fucking most painful thing in someone, the world. Someone said that it was like the equivalent of giving birth for men. I mean, as close. Obviously, it's never going to compare in any way, shape, or form, right? Because yeah. men are whiny little pieces of shit. But the fact that they even compare it to it is is funny. Yeah. Um, but it is, you know, the point being that it is painful yeah no it, it was arguably the worst pain i've ever had in my did life did you cry did you sweat cry dude i fucking cried like a man bro i'm not even gonna deny that shit i was sweat cried we call it the sweat cry where you're like you're in so much pain that your peer your your tears and your sweat just mingles together oh uh, yeah dude it hurts so fucking bad so like how how did you cry more during uh avengers endgame or this no during this for sure for sure like uh, okay. that was emotional pain that I felt during Endgame, mm-hmm. but this one was physical pain. Well, welcome everyone to Currently Nerdy. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I don't. I'm so sorry. I don't know why we just spent five minutes talking about this is kidney stones. Kidney stones, Mister Trivia. It's a level of intimacy our listeners weren't ready for, but I feel like we just went through an ordeal together. Like, like we're bonded closer. Yeah, if I have to go through it, you guys have to like hear me go through it. This is my first go through. Yeah, you know, this is my soapbox. You have to listen to it. But it, you and, weren't like, like, feel my pain. You weren't imparting any type of like philosophy or you there's know, no wisdom game. No wisdom there. You literally like think about you being on a soapbox <laughs> in the middle of a town square yelling about a kidney stone. Like it doesn't make any sense. But Mr. Okay. Tran, Mr. Tran, did you expect anything else? Uh, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like if 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 like we took turns. With a soapbox in the middle of the street, in the middle of a university or something, right? You could visualize what I would be saying. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could visualize what V is saying. Mm-hmm. And you, what just happened is exactly what you would expect. This was given the soapbox. Let yeah, me tell I, you about the time I got kidney stones. I know, like, so, but somehow you managed to reference your genitals without there being anything sexual about it. I know. Yeah. Like, it's a very yeah. interesting. There is. If I was a psychoanalysis uh, person, if I was a big believer in sort of psychoanalytic approach to therapy, I mm-hmm. would say that Diz uh, got stuck in the phallic stage. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't. That's what I've known in, in in Freudian circles a phallic fixation. Isn't that like, I don't like, like that. six or something though? Like that's yeah, it happens within a certain time period where like suddenly everything becomes the phallus. Is that when you're supposed to like you just like flick your thing? This is like this is where you just realize you have your thing, right? Uh, it's like the beginning of of thing awareness, we'll call it. Interesting. And and that is very much yeah, that's very much where Diz is at, and he never grew out of that. That was his. <laughs> that was the stage. He's like, "Yep, I'm good here. <laughs> I found yeah. my sweet spot. Yeah, this is this is I mean, comfortable. I think I'll make camp." Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the phallic stage, okay? It is if everything is filtered through the phallic stage. Hey, how did you enjoy your steak? Well, let me talk to you about the time that I had kidney stones. Well, speaking of steak, about the tube steak. That's what I was going to say. You know, get one of those. This is top, this is top five steaks I ever had. Let me tell you about the top five pain I ever had. Yeah, yeah. Look, if I could give a word of wisdom to everyone. All right. Drink more water. 
Yeah, drink more fucking water. Do whatever the hell you can to never get kidney stones. That's called because... drinking water. Yeah. No, there's more. I guess. I don't drink know. water and don't drink things that dehydrate you. <coughs> dehydrate you. <clears throat> oh, so yeah. don't drink booze? Yeah, booze. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Dehydrate. It probably, probably undoes a lot of your uh, the water you drink. Yeah. But I don't get drunk as fast. I guess that's why I don't get drunk as fast because I drink a lot of water. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. You maybe not get. You don't get drunk as fast, but you certainly apparently are dehydrating yourself. And that's actually doing... not good either. Because if it takes more for you to get drunk, that means you're just imbibing more alcohol. There is. Uh, a, there used to be a thing like so. Diz and I, every time we went out, we would go out to like some type of event or or some type of like conferencing or hangout. Diz has a reputation of being. Uh, a, a functional drunk mm-hmm. in that he's never late to any event. Like he can go out the night before and party to like the wee hours of the morning. I can't. Right. So like I, I I'll be up just as late, but I'm at home. Whereas Diz will be out and he'll do whatever. And then he'll show up on time. And he always shows up with the same thing. He has a bottle of water in one hand and mm-hmm. Pedialyte in the other hand. Oh, and so like Pedialyte for, for a long time, became synonymous with Diz. Like that was like his his like tra- his calling card. His okay. water bottle and Pedialyte. <laughs> he would just show up and you could tell like you'd look at him like you had a rough night. But he'd be there 9 a.m. sharp, 8.30 a.m. sharp with water bottle in one hand and Pedialyte in the other. Look, man, I've never let a good night stop me from doing what I had to do in the morning, okay? Yeah, you call that a functioning alcoholic. Yeah, that's fine. I, you know, what's the, the key word in that phrase? Functioning. <laughs> yes. I function. All right. All these other people, they go out, they drink a lot and they wake up in the morning. Eh, I'm going to call that sick. Or I'm not going to go to my commitments. No, I fucking show up. You do. Right? You, and you, I get hydrated there. I can't believe you literally, you just decided to make your alcoholism into a humble brag. Personality it's, trait. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's alcoholism is a personality trait. Per- okay. It is, man. Look, On the D&D sheets of life. Per- alcoholism. <laughs> Under yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I make it work, dude. Other people can't make it work, so I'm proud of it. It's something I'm very, like, proud of. All right, so screw you. Well, I mean, speaking you. speaking of of you know weekend events and whatnot, V actually went through a weekend event just recently. He was at Comic Con, yes. right? That is true. I slept through most of it. Did you? Really? No, no, I didn't. I'm only kidding. Uh, Did you make it into the Marvel? Uh, Absolutely not. No, Hall H is no. uh, one of those things where you have to wait, you have to wait days. You have to camp out days in advance to get into Hall H. And uh, <laughs> of, of all the years, this was actually the year to do it because the weather was so nice. It wasn't as impressively and, hot. And there was a lot of things that came out of this Comic Con. I mean, like the buzz on on social media and Twitter was just crazy because of all the things that came out. But before we talk about all those kind of crazy stuff, tell us a little bit about your experience at Comic-Con. What stood out to you? What was fun? Like the thing that you walk away from, like, yeah, this year, when I think of this year's Comic-Con, this is what I'll think of. Um, surprising things you saw, cool cosplay that you encountered. Give us a, a rundown so we can live vicariously through your journeys. Well, this is actually, this was a weird Comic-Con, honestly, because um, I expected there to be more in terms of because it's the 50th year of comic-con right so the 50th anniversary uh stan lee had just passed so i thought there was going to be like a lot more stuff in terms of like you know connected with that but it was really actually surprisingly low-key in terms of a lot of that stuff and also because um spider-man had released what like a week or whatever week or two before and you know everything stranger things had released and everything like they didn't really do the big push that they normally would have um, uh, pre-release of those movies and like those big titles. 
They didn't do like a Stan Lee memorial or anything. Well, there was the in memoriam stuff, but it wasn't like a huge. It wasn't like a huge thing, right? Like uh, um, I think they'd give like a whole like day for him. Yeah, well, you know, which is fine. It's just you know, it was a it was a good good Comic Con. Was pretty pretty laid surprisingly laid back actually, um, compared to the past several years that I did. Even like the outside events, like in the city, uh, weren't nearly as crazy. I mean, uh, I did a sci-fi, did a karaoke bus, right? And uh, they also had a uh, sci-fi trivia, which was a lot of fun. Um, for uh, I did a axe throwing at at Vikings for Vikings. They had a mm. they were featuring the guy, the lady who plays uh, Ragnar's wife, uh, Slagathor, whatever her name is. What is it? Uh, Catherine what? Winnick, the girl from Vikings. Oh, oh, I never oh, watched Vikings. No, what is it? Yeah, yeah. Lagertha, Slagathor, Lagatha. I don't know what it is. Sagatha or Sagatha or something. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. so like she was there and, uh, well, Lagatha. and they were doing Lagatha, I think it is. Lagatha. And they were doing axe throwing, so I got to throw axes. But, you know, I'm not a big fan of Vikings, so I pretended I was a troll from Warcraft. Um, Did you go cosplay this year? I didn't cosplay, no. I um yeah I just didn't, I didn't really put the time into it honestly to to cosplay and mm-hmm. quite frankly San Diego is so crowded it's kind of hard for you to yeah. walk around like it's just so shoulder to shoulder you know like when I did mm-hmm. my day man outfit I had that sun coming out on my sides and I kept running into people so I kind of I kind of saved my cosplaying for WonderCon because it's a little bit smaller mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. overall though, was there any cosplay that stood out to you that you saw like wow this year was because I mean every year everyone. There's there's people that just put in amazing, people, but what's like was there one that you saw like oh shit this was it? I mean people really go all out, and I'm actually I was the Game of Thrones cosplay every year I feel like gets better, um, mm-hmm. despite the disappointment right. Um, a lot of people really put a lot of work into it, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you know Game of Thrones costume designs was so stellar that it kind of requires that the people who cosplay will naturally have to step up their cosplay game in order to even look like a game of thrones character right so you saw a lot of really cool ones i met a lot of really cool cosplayers um especially you know there's a, a podcast that we were on a year ago called the geek offensive a part of the geek mm-hmm. say what network and i actually uh i didn't realize this but i was forced into doing a podcast mixer with a bunch of uh, a bunch of the geek say what people that they were holding so you know i met mm-hmm. a lot of the uh, the new podcasts over there so i want to shout out to them they're awesome i met a lot of really great um cosplayers through that too and we got a chance they're to doing some a wrestling cool stuff. Again, right what they're doing a wrestling one on the Geek Say Yeah, the, you know, the wrestling one. There's actually a really great one that's starting that I just um, that I just subscribed to. You know that that addresses things like, you know, um, being being colored in the LGBTQ community. You know, kind of being the fringe fringe elements of society, not fringe elements, but kind of like you know being outside of society. You know, kind of growing up doing that. You know, so I try to uh, you know I try to grease some palms there. You know, maybe talk to them a little bit, connect with them stuff. They haven't had a. Uh, uh, cisgendered Vietnamese guy on there yet, so you know, I guess maybe I'm a resource for them. Hopefully, or can act. Vietnamese. So were you on? A, you were on an actual panel? I wasn't on a panel. No, I went to. Um, I, I I connected with people who who were part of this panel. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that podcast is called Diverse Geeks and Focus. By the way, the one that V was talking about. In case you wanted to listen to it, check um, them out. Yeah. Uh, a question for you, V. You said you went on a karaoke bus. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, sci-fi. There was a. I didn't sing anything. Uh, I refuse. Oh, I'm, not to, I'm not. I'm not going. No, I'm not going to perpetuate the stereotype. I refuse to. So were you just <laughs> sitting there? Yeah, no. It was because like, it was a party bus. There's a bunch of people. And, you know, you just kind of drive around the city, right? And then you know, and then there's karaoke. So you're like singing, and everyone there was waiting in line for like, you know, for whatever events. Like Brooklyn Nine Nine had a huge line, 
took probably six or seven hours for we we're gonna get through like they drive around the city singing what were they singing like what songs what stood out to you song wise i mean whatever they wanted to sing man i mean you know there was you know there was middle-aged women who were singing the grease song you know like who cares what they were singing it's karaoke they were just they were just karaoke it sounds like you had a lot of fun was there one thing that you attended that you really liked or was there an event that you went to or stall that you really enjoyed um, or uh, an exhibition, whatever, that really kind of stood out to you. Like, oh, this was – when I think 2019 Comic-Con, this is what I'll remember. Well, for me, it's always – it's not so much the exhibit hall itself, right? Because I work in conventions, so they're all the same. Um, mm. For me, really – and the one thing I always love about San Diego is I love doing the panels, um, mm-hmm. more so the art panels than anything else. So – you know, like learning how to do more inking techniques, learning how to tell a story, all that other stuff through the various artists who are in the comic book industry have always been my favorite part of the show. And it's really the only reason why I go now. Mm, mm. Well, I'm glad you had fun. You go every year uh, and it's always worthwhile and you always come back with all sorts of uh, great stories. And this Comic Con seemed to have been the most eventful. I mean, at least maybe it's perception thing because we're nerds and we love the nerd news. I'll be honest. I think like we talked about a few weeks back, how we felt a little bit of fatigue from all the Marvel movies and the comic book movies and the superhero movies to some extent. We're like Avengers Endgame did a great job for us to go, okay, we feel good here. We'll tune in from time to time, but like our era is like of religiously tuning in, we're done, yeah. right? And we all, we all kind of agree that that's where we were. We loved Marvel. It was great, but it was like, all right, we're okay taking a break. And then I feel like they just released all the information about phase four and every one of us were like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna go watch that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think one <laughs> and of they, the, sorry, I think yeah, they, they completely rekindled everyone's interest because they came out. They came out with a lot, right? Yeah, they they brought up a whole bunch of stuff this year. I think they that, they like, brought. I mean, really, what they did was it's really genius. Actually, is like they kind of set the tone for the next phase. And yeah, one of the cool things about that is that it's like I think they understand that their reputation is so strong that. You know, they don't need to surprise us with anything. They can just kind of bring it up and then we'll naturally kind of create the buzz ourselves. And yeah. Really I mean, they, 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 some of the stuff they went into very de- in detail, and we'll talk about that in just a second, but we can mention briefly just a sketch of all the things they mentioned. We said, we know that there's going to be another Thor coming out. We know there's going to mm-hmm. be another Spider-Man coming out. We know Eternals. That there's, uh, there's going to be another. There's going to be an Eternals coming out. They've mentioned X Men. They mentioned Doctor Strange. So they've really set up uh, Phase Four with a lot of exciting stuff. Some of it is going to be uh, new bits in the series, so like Thor, Doctor Strange, uh, Spider Man are all examples of it. Some of it are promissories, like future stuff that's going to be really cool. Eternals, uh, obviously. Uh, X-Men, obviously, really exciting. So let's dig down a little bit in in these. Let's mention uh, some of them. First, uh, Thor, obviously, right? Uh, and Thor, which I think is called Thor Love and Thunder, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, not only is it an opportunity to return back to uh, one of the fran- earliest parts parts of the Marvel franchise, right? Along with Iron Man, uh, Thor was one of the early ones. 
And uh, not only is it a chance to return, we see the return of the director uh, of the last Thor, Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. uh, Taika Waititi, who's, who's who's did a phenomenal job, really tonally different from the previous Thors, um, but so absurd and kind of fun and entertaining that for a lot of people, it rekindled the interest in Marvel. People talk about Thor Ragnarok as being the one that was like, all right, that kind of refreshed us. Um, and so he's making a return for Thor, Love and Thunder, along with the exciting news of the first female Thor, that is Jane Foster, uh, return of Natalie Portman, uh, picking up. And in fact, when she showed up, the, the clip showed that she, they were, she was handed Mjolnir. Uh, and so we see the the uh, introduction of the first female Thor. Now, people, some people were kind of, oh, what the hell, this is PC, not recognizing that this is actually something that happens in the comic mm-hmm. books in the same way that Captain America lifts the hammer, so too does Jane Foster, Dr. Jane Foster. Someone oh, joked that we, should, we shouldn't be call, saying calling her Lady Thor, we should be calling her Dr. Yeah. Thor. Um, <laughs> that uh, Dr. Jane Foster does become Thor at one point, that she does wield Mjolnir. Uh, so that's really exciting. That was one of the... the uh, big ones that they mentioned. What we're seeing it with some other ones. Um, they didn't announce this at Comic Con, but it got announced a little bit before Comic Con, and it it made some news. Uh, they're recasting 007. Mm, so uh, this is outside of Marvel. This is outside of Marvel. But yeah. This is like just in other nerd news of like movies yeah. coming up. Yeah. They they're recasting 007 as an African American woman, mm-hmm. and. Uh, her name is Lashana Lynch from Captain, from Captain Marvel, right? Yeah, she played uh, the the friend in Captain Marvel. Her name was Maria Rambo. Yeah, and so like if she was Captain Marvel's like best friend in the Air Force and stuff. So for those of you guys who watch Captain Marvel, you saw that, which is cool because um, there's been a long theory that like James Bond mm-hmm. is just like one I mean, person, seven mm-hmm. and one person. Yeah, yeah, Not James Bond. Yeah. Right? No, but. Well, same thing, right? The 007 moniker, like that that 007 for the agent. Mm-hmm. And then they just take the name James Bond. So now they're like, they're redoing it and, and having like a black woman play 007, which is cool because I think it puts a new spin on things, right? Because yeah. like we're, we're used to like James Bond and um, like in 007 being like this womanizing guy who like picks up women and then like solves crimes and shit like that. But he always has like a, a damsel in distress. Right. So it's kind of cool to, to see like a black woman taking the charge and yeah, something and new and exciting for a franchise. that has been a bit stale for a while. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Craig wasn't bad. No. Pierce Brosnan had like one really good one in Goldeneye, no. and like Roger Moore was okay. And Sean Connery. I mean, the old cool. ones were, were great, but it's like they're dated. They're dated. Yeah. It's very clearly dated, and so there's something, some fresh blood here. So that that's exciting. What else do we? Well, got number from, one, from... I want them to bring back Baron Somedy. So one character. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> also, one of the few villains that doesn't actually end up dying, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Up, he we see him at the, alive at yeah, the end. Yeah, because like he comes out. I mean, he was racist as shit, but he like came out of the cop and very and everything, and he ends up getting killed really fast. But then you see him riding on a train, and he's laughing at the end of the movie. Right. Yeah, yeah. The caricature of voodoo in that is, is super. Yeah, racist. but I love I love Baron Zombie. I want him back. But um, another like less known <laughs> one that I think is uh, interesting is uh, you know this and this is one of those ones where you're like, you know, along with the Eternals, like Marvel's kind of you know they're they're trying to push these titles that people don't mm-hmm. recognize, um, and you almost have to appreciate it because I think they hit so hard with Guardians of the Galaxy that you know that they think that yeah. they can really like bring characters that you wouldn't expect to, to show up. 
we wouldn't expect to be in the universe to the forefront. And this is uh, one named uh, Shang-Chi. Um, oh, yeah, I saw that. Which is, uh, you know, it was a Steve Englehart uh, created character from like the Bronze Age of comics. So like the 70s. Mm-hmm. And he's essentially kind of like, it's interesting because his, um, his inspiration kind of came as a, it was a spinoff of the son of the villain Fu Manchu, which is, mm-hmm, uh, you know, mm-hmm. which, you know, a lot of exploitation, you know, uh, movies yeah. and everything. Right. And then, you know, it's like um, the actual film is going to be called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings with, uh, you know, yeah. and so far they've cast, you know, uh, the actors for Shang-Chi, Aquafina, Hollywood's most favorite mm-hmm. Asian actress outside of, yeah. outside of a little overrated school, yeah, in my opinion, um, is is also set to be in there as well as the Mandarin, um, who's also played mm-hmm. by an Asian actor, if I remember correctly. Tony, Tony. Yeah. Wang. So, and this is really cool for me because, you know, I, I love, I love the idea of them, you know, I mean, Shane, you know, honestly, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little cornball to have a Kung Fu master movie, I guess. Right. Yeah. But you know, yeah. it's uh, it's kind of cool that they're, you know, they're kind of branching into this. I mean, I certainly hope it's not a whole lot of gongs playing and shit during the whole movie. Right. But, you know, like, <laughs> but it's like even then, because, like, you know, the origins of guys like Iron Fist and everything else all kind of come from this, right. like, you know, from from this yeah. kind of ex- yeah. exploitation film. It's an or. Yeah, it's an orientalist yeah. trope, right? The the mm-hmm. very orientalist trope. The interesting thing is like what makes Shang-Chi kind of fascinating is you you're you're kind of alluding to here is like it's going to be one of the first Marvel movies in which you'll have uh, an Asian cast as the primary yeah. cast, right? Yeah, I think it's almost an all Asian cast. Right? It's like film. this is like this is Black uh this is a Black Panther mm-hmm. 2, right? So mm-hmm. what we're seeing is we're seeing uh, a sort of expansion going. Okay, we tried an all black cast with and a, a hit. in and with a black front runner let's see if we can do it with other groups there's yeah. mention for example too of, of opportunities to bring in other uh characters really kind of bring them front and center there was a, some buzz about maybe dust mm-hmm. showing up um as as they're doing uh x-men because mm-hmm. they they did announce that they are going to do uh, X-Men going forward. Uh, they, not clear what the plot was or whatnot, but they made it clear that it was part of phase four. So we're, we're really seeing an opportunity or at least Marvel capitalizing, I think, on a diversity of voices. Now, again, this is mostly a corporate decision. This is not them being real. woke or progressive or whatnot, right? But they're recognizing that there's a market for it, that there are Asian comic book fans and even non-Asian comic band f- comic book fans that will tune in to something like this. I think mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, you rightly pointed out, was their test. They said, can we do it? And they did. And it was successful. And like, in many ways, it was them kind of showing off going, look, if we can make these nobodies or the ones that nobody popular knows in the sort of popular audience famous, yeah then we can do it with other characters. And so we are definitely saying, I think Shang-Chi is an example of that, of them going, okay, we can bring these stories to the forefront. One, because we have the wiggle room to do so now. Two, because we have the fan base to do so now. And three, because we've already tried it out with Blank Panther and these other kind of movies. By centering these stories, we can kind of push the envelope a little bit and expand our audience, right? Bring in even more people. I mean, this is the era of crazy rich Asians. So they go, they mm-hmm. saw that and they go, oh, it was successful. Let's see if we can tap yeah. into that market. Uh, so we are, we're really seeing some kind of exciting things, but part of it is also, I mean, you rightly noted, it's like they're bringing out stuff from the closet. Like 
this is like they're dusting off stuff that f- comic book fans are might know about, but the ordinary comic book movie fan might not yeah. know about. And yeah. then if, and then of course the X Men thing, and I think let's mm-hmm. let's actually discuss X Men for a couple minutes because I think this is an interesting one. So uh-huh. X Men failed the past couple mm-hmm. movies, right? So you had the reboot of it. There was the original ones that really, in many people's minds, started off the comic book movie yeah. era, right? Yeah, because you had of. a lot of the comic books, but the X Men one uh-huh. was the big one, right? Mm-hmm. That was the one, and it was the one that also had drawn in a list celebrities. Right, these phenomenal actors, uh, you know, maybe not Tom Cruise level, but big enough that people are like, oh, we're, they're recognizable, yeah. right? Uh, also, some some newcomers and whatnot. But I mean, you you had Patrick Stewart, right, who was very famous. It looks the, amazing in the in the, in the Picard in the, thing, by the way, too. Oh my god! The, oh yeah, Picard. That, that was the winner great. of the weekend. Yeah, yeah everyone Picard. was excited about. It. Well, I mean, because Picard is everyone's yeah. favorite captain. Right, like he's everyone's favorite. Everyone talks about you know Kirk, but no, no. At the end of the day, it's it's Picard. Let's be real. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, you 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 saw Hamid Ian McKellen. So like X Men was really the first, and then the other ones kind of went. Nah, you're not so sure about that. And so because it was so important, they rebooted it. Wasn't that bad. Yeah, it was iffy, right? X two. It yeah. was all. It was like downhill from there. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, but we're committed because it's X Men, right? Yep. Everybody loves X Men. So we're going to reboot it. And they did. And the reboot was great. First class was amazing. Um, And it really did well. Um, And then, okay, they did Days of Future Past. It was all right. It wasn't bad, but it was all right. It wasn't Uh, as good as as first class. No, it wasn't as good as first class. Then came Apocalypse, and Apocalypse was really off the beaten Mm -hmm. path. You're just like, this doesn't make sense. What's going on? And then they did Dark Phoenix, and Dark Phoenix was a bomb. It did horribly. It was critically panned. It didn't do well commercially. Uh, there was a lot of frustration, even in terms of like story plot. I mean, they like you rebooted this thing, and at the end, you went back to the same tired old narrative that was that didn't do well the first time. Uh, it also had a lot of massive gaping holes in it. Like if you guys noticed, right? Like. At the end of Apocalypse, you see uh, Jean Grey use the yeah. Phoenix Forest, mm-hmm. but then somehow she gains it in the third movie by going into space. So it's like, wait, then what was the thing she did in Apocalypse? And why the fuck haven't any of these people aged <laughs> at all? Right? It's like in, we in get it, but like we're yeah. talking about decades have passed. Decades have passed. So it's it just it didn't quite work out. And I think because of that flop, Marvel fully took control. It's like, all right, we're going to do X-Men and we're going to do it our way. So there's a lot of buzz and excitement about this X-Men movie. But I feel I have mixed feelings about it, to be honest with you. Well, here's my fear, right? Because First Class was directed by Matthew Vaughn, yeah. right? Which I think was why it did so well. Yeah. Um, but Days of Future Past and Apocalypse were Brian Singer again, who did... Um, the first X-Men and then the second X-Men. And the third one was Brett Ratner, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, Brett Ratner sucked. Yeah, but like Brian Singer wasn't that great of a director either for mm-hmm. the X-Men, right? Um, Simon Kenberg did uh, this last one, Dark mm-hmm. Phoenix. Yeah. But, you know, like he's going off of like what Brian Singer did with the last two movies. Yeah. So like, like having a good director, especially with a franchise as big as the X-Men, yeah. is key, right? Like, we saw how well like the Russo brothers did with mm-hmm. Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, how like right. 
people love those movies. And as great of a director as Joss Whedon is, uh, I think Infinity War and Endgame were way better than um, the original Avengers and then Rise of or Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. You know, like because the Russo brothers knew how to how to make that dynamic work a little better, and um, that makes it that that, ma- that makes a it, big that, deal. That makes a difference. Well, what do you think, V? For me, it's I think we've been spoiled by Marvel, honestly, because there was a time where yeah. we kind of forgave the movie industry for not keeping things in canon. And then what ended up yeah. happening with MCU is that all of a sudden we became kind of hyper aware of how everything's interconnected in the MCU. So mm-hmm. I think what it did was it exasperated the X-Men franchise because people kept seeing the, you know, kind of the inaccuracies and the, you know, all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of went, well, we have this other thing where the universes are all completely connected. And now I have to sit here and redact my own, you know, my own mind into these, into these storylines that quite frankly, you know, don't necessarily make a lot of sense and have been kind of changed liberally mm-hmm. to the point where it's like you kind of mm-hmm. lose like you I feel like with Marvel movies, you kind of find yourself um being a part of that universe in the sense, right? Because it's completely it like completely yeah. stays connected with each other. So like once you've left the theater, you're no longer in that universe, but once you watch the movie, you're back right. into it again. So it's literally been 10 years yeah. of like one just really it's almost like another reality that you go into that you enter into that's been the yes. same the whole time you know yes so true so true because it, because they're interconnected it's a it's an alternative universe right and it is a universe so like you can imagine like oh i'm in the same universe that spider-man is operating in but i'm talking about yeah. ant-man right mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm here watching ant-man but i know over there spider-man is mm-hmm. doing his thing right and i don't think the x-men quite you got that feel with it. it the X-Men universe wasn't as fully fleshed out or didn't have all these kind of different components to it. As a result, what they often did is they would just kind of throw in throwaway yeah, mutants. You know, like we'll, we'll throw in a Caliban here and we'll throw a so-and-so here so that fans of the bigger, broader universe were like, oh, cool, that person. But it often didn't do justice. Like one of the people, one of the people that everyone almost always brings up is Storm, is that mm-hmm. the franchise never did justice to Storm. Never, not in the original franchise, not in the root that reboots either. And Storm yeah. is a fan favorite. People fucking love her, um, and and she's a she's one of she's one of the comic book industry's first powerful female black characters, right? Like like. She really has this deep history there, but also an opportunity to explore some brilliant, brilliant storytelling, get some of that representation. And it's never quite done well, particularly given that recently it's, it's you know practically canon that she's not just a good mutant. She's one of the best. She's an omega level, yeah. right? And that means something for someone. Like if you're a, if you're a young black nerd who's really into comic books, Storm means something to you. And even me, who I'm not black, but storm resonate like i resonated with storm right because she was one of the few people of color in x-men and the x-men themselves more broadly really speak to the metaphor of being other whether it's the lgbtq metaphor and the the metaphor of the closet and coming out or the metaphor of persecution and fanaticism like they are surveillance right i mean the x-men had an opportunity to really step into the post 9-11 world and I don't think it always did well. So I'm hoping that Marvel Marvel will do a better t- job with the so storytelling. Your, that maybe it'll... Oh, ooh, sorry, was, that, was Storm your favorite in, in the universe? Is that... Is that 
Yeah, Storm is always Storm and Magneto have always been Storm, Magneto, and Xavier like my favorite of all time. I thought they were the best mutants, the most interesting, the most compelling. My hope, however, is that they going forward. Now, I appreciated that they centered in the reboots Xavier and Magneto. I like that. I like the dynamic, and in fact, part of my mixed feeling is that we're going to lose James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender because I think they were amazing. If the movie. Totally. The movies may have sucked, but those two were great. And their dynamic was like believably friends that had tension, right? Like really well done. My only frustration, like, so that's one of my hesitations is losing that. Oh, yeah, of course. My hope is that, my hope is that by connecting X Men to the broader Marvel world, as you rightly pointed out, that that will flesh out the opportunity or at least provide the opportunity to flesh out some of those other mutants. That if you can't have. Storm and X Men. You can have Storm well, and Dis, Avengers, who's your favorite, who's your favorite mutant in the X Men universe? Dis? I mean, it's pretty Wolverine? obvious now. Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm burned out on Wolverine. That is true. I mean, he did technically. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, technically, um, Hugh Jackman's career is kind of built on on that role too. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, he, that was a thing that gave him the big boost. So, what else came out of the the comic book world? What other news? We talked about X Men. We talked about Shang Chi. We talked about 007. They also announced. What I mean, they announced Fantastic gonna, Four. Also, speaking uh, of, yes. put, of, of you know, kind of adding things into the universe again that were that were yeah. you know they were cast out of the city walls and now they've been welcomed back. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another one of those ones that I like Buck Fox or whatever who is doing. Uh, yeah, Fox Fantastic right. Four were like everyone was like they keep fucking this up because Fantastic Four like X Men are another one of those weird fans. Yeah, favorites. I don't know, like I don't know how you yeah. fuck up Fantastic. I mean, there's it's one of those ones too. It's it's like Spider Man where it's like they've uh, they've yeah. somehow managed. They have all these chances to do it, and somehow they managed to mess, me- to mess it up. I don't know, like and they haven't really done any. They haven't really and they haven't announced cast or anything yet. So like we really don't know much. They just know that it's going to be in in the universe and you know you want to talk about right, kind yeah. of being you know kind of missing guys like michael fassbender and james mcavoy you know i always kind of question how yeah. how is it you can fuck up someone like michael b jordan in a role like that you know right and he would he would have you right, know right. it sucks because of that thing where it's like i would love to see him be you know well it's like That's yeah or i would love to see michael b jordan back in the mcu i know it's like killmonger is gone which sucks because it was only a one you know, it was one movie. Yeah. And Michael B. Jordan is so fucking good at what he does. Like, I would have loved to see him in other, yeah. you know, in something that had much more longevity. You know? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Good there, I would, you know? I would love I would love to see, a, like, a just a Killmonger, like, pre, like, like a prequel. you know, like yeah. his, like, backstory and shit. Mm. Yeah, like a prequel to, to Black Panther, yeah. which is Killmonger. Mm. But um, they're, they're redoing one of the... Uh, the first comic book movies that got like really famous. Uh, they're redoing Blade. Yeah. Hey, mm. So <laughs> they, okay, look, man, for all like the shit that we give like Wesley Snipes and stuff, and yeah, Blade trilogy was kind of garbage, but you know, Ryan Reynolds was in it. So No, 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 no. It's not that they were garbage. It was that they it was it was can't yeah. be fun. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like you knew it was a comic book movie. Where the first one was like really dark. And it was kind uh-huh. of gothic and horror, right? In some regards, yeah. the 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 following the the Blade Two and Blade Trinity, what made them so like cult classics, like why they may not have popular appeal, but the like 
they have a dedicated fan following is because they embrace the sort of campy comic booky feel i mean from the blood yeah. pack to the 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 weird jokes to like it became as cheesy as it was there was something like it's a guilty pleasure like i'll be honest as much as i think like dracula was a lame ass villain yeah. right uh-huh. I like Blade Trinity. It's like a guilty pleasure of mine. It is absolutely. Yeah, it's no. one of those ones. I mean, you know, Ali, already that I, Blade 2 is like my, it was my go-to, yeah. man, because like all my DD characters were based on like Blade 2 characters, right? They were, I can attest to this, like every time we played D&D, he'd come up with a name and everyone's like, oh man, that's such a cool name. It's and like, from Blade 2. Fucking Blade 2 yeah. name. But um, even like, so um, it's even better. It's like, it introduced me to fucking Donnie Yen. Right. And Donnie Yen, it man, yes, like one of the, yes. you know, one of the most underrated martial arts uh, actors in Hollywood. Yeah. Right. You know, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I like him more than I like Jet Li. Right. And I like him more than I like Yeah. Him. Well, I mean, now he's yeah. bigger than Jet Li. But Donnie Yen, you know, played Snowman in the, you know, in the Bloodbath. Yeah. And uh, also, you know, it, it had a lot of actors in there. I think like Alan Tudyk or something. Like there was like random actors in there that were like really yeah. good that like went on to doing some amazing things. Yeah, there is a lot of people there. That was it's it's pretty good. But who did they cast for Blade? This oh, is yeah. exciting. They got they got my boy Mahershala Ali. Yes, to be, to be cast as Blade, which is great because he was on Luke Cage. He uh he played Copperhead. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the or it was one of yeah, the snake guys, wasn't it? No, Cottonmouth. Something yeah, like it that. was one of the yes. Cottonmouth, that's what it was. Yeah, he played Cottonmouth in uh in Luke Cage, and I thought he was such a compelling villain. Um especially just like the way he like played that role. So mm. I'm excited to see him, you know, as Blade because like, yeah, Wesley Snipes was like cool and campy, but like Mahershala Ali is a great actor. And let's not forget, he's an Academy Award winning actor, you know? So like mm-hmm. that's going to be a, a big deal having him play Blade. Um, so I'm really looking for, they haven't put a release date out for that. Neither have they for um, Fantastic Four, the X-Men, but I'm right. assuming like, 2022 2023 is when all these movies yeah that's i think we're a pretty just and fair uh guess because i think most of the stuff that they mentioned were 2020 and 2021 so they didn't mention so everything else seems like it'll be 2022 2023 Mm -hmm. Um, so i think those are pretty that's a pretty that's a good guess and i think that's what we're all kind of leaning towards i think one of the things about marshall ali is what's so phenomenal about him is that he is his range is so Mm -hmm. good Mm -hmm. so like i watched the green book right and it's a bad movie, right? It's a pretty yeah. problematic movie. But in the movie, he's amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. And so like I'm I'm excited to see what he's going to do with the Blade character. Because you can play him in different ways. And I think Wesley Snipe, you could saw a little bit of it. Like he plays kind of serious mm-hmm. and grim. But then you saw a little bit of his more sarcastic side. Uh, you saw a little bit of the tortured side. There is, there's a lot you can do, and and one of the reasons for this is because Blade himself is a lot like those weird characters that 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 show up in comic books. Everyone, he was actually a side yeah, character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like a main guy. He was just kind of a side character that showed up, and because he was so fascinating, he ended up having his own storylines and ended up becoming his own kind of character and that's a testament you see this sometimes with certain characters right boba fett being another one quite famously is like 
these people that kind of show up and not, but they end up being so fucking cool that they end up developing their own story and personality and destiny. So I think as a result of that origin, um, you can do a lot of interesting things. Well, that's how uh, Newt's Commander became. Yeah, Isn't Newt's right. Commander kind of like that too? Okay, yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, he's just vaguely referenced in the books. Very yeah, vaguely. Prisoner of Azkaban, I believe. Yeah, he was like yeah. vaguely referenced. Um, I'm just going to give a rundown of the other stuff yes, that please, real quickly. they brought out. Uh, Black Widow's coming out yep. in May 2020. Then they're doing uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier in mm-hmm. fall of 2020 as a TV show. Uh, they're doing The Eternals in uh, November of 2020. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is going to be February 2021. Wanda and Vision is going to be spring of 2021. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is going to be May 2021. Loki is going to be uh, in spring of 2021. Mm-hmm. And they got What If, which is like their first animated series, mm-hmm. I think, that they're doing. Um Hawkeye's coming out in the fall of 2021. Thor, Love and Thunder as well is going to be fall of 2021. And then uh, then we have Blade, Fantastic Four, and uh, the X-Men that have yet to be t- mm-hmm. determined. So I think we speak for all of us. Yeah. That and then, you know, James wait. Gunn uh, coming back for Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy 3. You know? And he, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. So this is we. Oh, and I forgot to mention Captain Marvel 2 and Black Panther 2. Oh, they haven't put out released. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, I mean, they did. They did what they set out to do. Phase four is now something that we're all genuinely excited about and looking the forward. Hype to. The hype is real. All right, we're going to end it here today. We wanted to really kind of dedicate our podcast to uh, nerd news. Uh, really kind of break down the things that came out of Comic Con, the stuff that we're interested in, and uh, what we're looking forward to. What's coming up? Let us know what you're interested in. Uh, is there a particular movie or promise or uh, something that's been teased that you're really looking forward? Or is there something that you wanted them to do, but they haven't done so yet? Is there a series you want them to pick up or a character that you want them to develop? Let us know, and you can do so through social media. Diz will let you know how you can get a hold of us. Yeah, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash currently nerdy. We're on Twitter at currently nerdy, Instagram at currently nerdy, uh, Tumblr, currently nerdy.tumblr.com, YouTube, youtube.com slash currently nerdy. And we're on Stitcher, Google Play, and the iTunes podcast app. So please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. And if you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. V, how can I get a hold of you? Find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at VTran214. That's V-Y-T-R-A-N-214 on the sandwichslayer.com. Uh, I just released a video. I'm working on some video stuff right now, and I would love your feedback on there. Um, I created a Sandwich Slayer YouTube channel as well as a, a Facebook group, and I'll put it out there. I, just, I would love your feedback because I'm just trying to get better, and obviously you guys are really smart, certainly a lot smarter than 66% of us on this podcast. So uh, I would love your feedback on that. Ali? You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at A-A-O-L-O-M-I. Go and check me out there. Uh, I've been doing some really cool Twitter threads uh, that you should check out. And you can find me on Instagram, kind of doing the behind the scenes, as well as on my sister, on our on my website, alialomi.com, or on our sister podcast, which just released its new episode of the new season on gender and sexuality in Islam called Head on History. You can find that on Stitcher Radio or the podcast app. Diz. You can find me everywhere at Dizbullah, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H. For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. And all hail the Currently Nerdy Empire.